Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Going in Circles Big Monday show. My name is Charles Simon, I'm the host of the Going in Circles podcast. My friend and partner, Mr. Barry Spears, be with us right after the first break. We wrap up the Saratoga meet, which uh, ended in a kind of a odd fashion. Just as it started in an odd fashion and had a whole lot of uh, drama that uh, took place. But it's over now, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Naira announcement that it's likely that Saratoga will be playing host to the Belmont Stakes for the next two years, and how some people just have to get a grip on the distance of the race. It, it's uh, just, you know... But uh, we'll talk about a whole lot of other things, as we always do. Be back here in just a minute. Mr. Spears. Mr. Simon. Well, sir, we've come to the end of the road. It was a long one this year. It was a really long one. It was a... Um, sometimes at the end of this meet or meets like this you feel uh, a little melancholy this one (laughs) I think everybody was just kind of ready for it to be over yeah huge sigh of relief yeah the last week is generally pretty slow but this it seemed a lot slower today was a, a pretty sparse crowd for a holiday card on a perfect day. Um, and, and you know the, the the last week is always a little bit slow, but um, by the time the stake was run today, the uh, the hopeful, I would say maybe about thirty percent of the people were still there. Dang, um, it was. Put it this way, I was walking out after the hopeful, um, and it wasn't like there was a big throng of people leaving. It, it was pretty, it was pretty quiet. So, kind of went out with a whimper. Thankfully, well, I mean, yeah, you know, sucks, we no need, no need for it. any more spectacles. <laughs> right, exactly. It sucks to have to say it, but you know, everybody returned safe, um, and actually. Uh, on a positive note, we've oh. already got stupidity uh, <laughs> distracting from, you know, some of the the worst issues to the the Belmont not being running a mile and a half again, and people are like losing their minds because uh, I don't know why I don't know why the Belmont is sacred and nothing else is isn't, um, but you know, Naira made the announcement that. I'm pretty sure I wrote something in February about this. <laughs> that the Belmont's going to be held at Saratoga <laughs> next year. Um, and also that you can't run a mile and a half race on a mile and a quarter, or excuse me, a mile and an eighth track. Because uh, if you if you go to the wire and you go back three-eighths of a mile, you are about midway on the turn. So... Um, I mean, this is not like 
I know people are, are taking it as though it's news, but it's not. It shouldn't be news. I mean, this has kind of been speculated that, that Belmont, the Belmont Stakes was going to be held at Saratoga because the other option is to hold it at Aqueduct, and that's a horrible option. Yeah, it was basically a non-option because there's really no grandstand there. It's it's like not, no, it's it's not inviting. It's just not a good place. No, Going to have a Belmont with ten thousand people there. I mean, that's just uh, it. Just doesn't make any sense. I mean, honestly, it's not a perfect solution, but they're rebuilding the grandstand right there's nothing you can do (laughs) the belmont grandstand is gigantic you know it's not like churchill when they they do renovations churchill never tore down the entire structure uh you you have to take down the entire structure it's a gigantic place so to do that and to clear it and then to rebuild uh i mean think of like the metal ends well the metal ends built a track on the other side of the track. Right, which so is mad easy because they, they could knock they, the other one down later. Right, they could, yeah, and it took years to knock it down. It was They just did it like a year ago. So, I mean, it's been, I don't know, close to 10 years uh, since the Meadowlands moved their grand. Man, that long? Jeez. Yeah, can you Time believe flies. it? But, um, I mean, just get over it. Like, seriously, just Get over it. And and all the whiners that say, oh, well, Naira said that, you know, we shouldn't make material changes to the Triple Crown. It's not a change to the Triple Crown. It's a logistical change for two years. Uh, I've seen people say, well, they're just using it as an excuse to shorten the Belmont and if they wanted to shorten the Belmont they could just shorten the Belmont, shorten the Belmont right. I, I don't <laughs> think do they, they hatch this hey let's borrow 450 million dollars from the state and, and tear down the grandstand and rebuild it in order to be able to uh, you know cover for our desire to drop the Belmont to a mountain quarter I mean I, I just don't know what people They don't think that far. They don't, you know, they just go with what emotion hits them first and don't think about things logically after that. No, and I'm not talking about just, you know, random people on the internet. I'm talking about people that are, that should know better. I mean, they're, they're, they're tearing down a gigantic grandstand. It's, it's not huge. You can't do it. You can't do it in in a couple of weeks. Isn't that the biggest grandstand? Other, you know, when Arlington was still alive. No, other than that, I don't think Belmont. That's bigger than Arlington. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I think it was, Belmont was the biggest, right? Yeah, I mean, Churchill now might be bigger, but it's uh, it's, it's a massive thing, but. You know, in the end, this is going to be a good thing for racing. And there, we don't have a whole lot of good things for racing lately. But it seems that racing people must always find fault. And I, I just, like, we knew this was coming. It's not really a big deal. 
you know, like they're moving the Belmont Stakes. They're not running it in September. They're not running it at six furlongs. <laughs> they're not running it on a synthetic track. Um, I mean, that's the funny thing is, is the, some of the people that are whining are also people that advocate for more synthetic tracks. And if you are going to advocate for synthetic tracks, then you should basically shut up about everything else. <laughs> any other changes because what, what could be a bigger change a material change than the actual surface that you're running on nothing well the other thing is like where has everybody been with oh my god they're shrinking they're shortening the distance like where have you people been where have you been what about every other race that's been shortened <clears throat> there's been a ton of them the coaching club American Oaks used to be at a mile and a half. It's not anymore. It's like, man. Well, it's you know, it's the the flavor of the hour, so that's what usually gets the scorn. Listen, man, Naira does plenty of stuff that they deserve to be taken to task for. Um, but this is something I just don't understand. The logic of people not understanding the logic that they're they're being being given. I mean, it makes complete sense. You know, you you read what Ted Nicholson says at Kentucky Downs, and it makes no sense. <laughs> this makes sense. I mean, how else are you going to do it? Anybody that says they should have a Belmont at, at, at Aqueduct just hasn't been there. <laughs> Hasn't been to Aqueduct in a while. I would. Well, it, also, it, it'll be it'll be. Oh well, I don't like it. I don't care what you like. It's not about what we like. Right. It's personally. just the situation they got to like, deal with. You it. don't think that that the Belmont Stakes is a is a giant money earner? You don't think that's important for for the the year round viability of New York racing? You think they should just punt on that? I mean, that, that's what I'm. You know, there, there's things that happen that. And we're not all in favor of, but we can understand them. But this is not one of them. I, I just don't understand why people are so like weird about the Belmont Stakes. Oh, they're going to run in a mile and a quarter for two consecutive years. You know what will happen? Nothing. It'll get the same field. It'll be the same thing. And, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just like a, like a non-starter. If they want to change the Belmont, they're going to change it. They don't need to move it to Saratoga to change it. <laughs> right. I, I don't know why that would be some sort of catalyst for change unless they were going to permanently move it to Saratoga, which they're not planning on doing. I mean, literally every New York State race has been changed in some fashion. Every one of them. The Jockey Club Gold Cup is now at Saratoga. Change venues. <laughs> right. And it's not at two miles anymore. It's not at a mile and a half anymore. The, the Woodward has been moved around the 18 different times the acorn is now a mile and a 16th and it should be seven eighths um the met mile was moved off the traditional memorial day the suburban has been changed 52 times the lawrence realization don't even run it anymore it was one of the most important races in racing at, at one point uh i mean do we need to go more i mean how much more do we need to to, to say how many more things need to be changed there's one change that they really should make, and that's the Pennine Ridge, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah, I mean, you, you people want to cry? <laughs> well, cry about Pennine Ridge having a greater state named after him. <laughs> I mean, that's the ultimate stupidity. 
I don't care about Alan Dragon. Listen, the guy's he was I don't know if I don't know if he was good or bad because I don't know what what the the chairmans of the boards of boards that I'm not sure what they do anyways. I don't <laughs> know if they got good, bad or indifferent. I don't know the man. He he, he did race horses, that's fine. But name it after him. Because truthfully, if you put him and his horse in a race against each other, he may not have won, but he wouldn't have lost by much. <laughs> Anyways, um, I guess today we found out that according to the stewards, uh, now, now I guess it's kind of a coast to coast thing. You can literally assault a horse at the start. <laughs> And they're never going to take you down. Didn't even look at it. Oh, they no, they did look at it. They did. They did. Yeah, they did. They looked For at how it. How long? Which is even worse. For how long? Because I don't know how you could look at it, and 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 dismiss it. If you look at it, you you the horse veered in. What was that today's eighth race? Nice. Ninth race, yeah. The horse number three, the winner of the race, veered in at the start and just blindsided the two horse, who in turn blindsided the one horse who lost their jockey. And right after the race, they replayed it. They 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 showed it on the steward's view twice, and that was it. <laughs> I guess they had no intention of doing anything before they even looked at it. Like, why do you look at it? Right, exactly. Why did you look at it? The three clearly fouled the two who fouled the one. The three clearly caused the chain reaction. And, I mean, the ultimate costing a horse a placing is when the jockey falls off. <laughs> right? I mean, that's... that's <laughs> That is like doom, all right. You, you can't, you you cannot possibly get a placing at that point when the jockey comes off. So I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand why. I, I remember um, Sky Beauty got taken down in the spinaway for doing something very very similar, and everyone kind of accepted the fact that she was much the best. And I mean, she won easy too. She didn't win by a, a neck or nose or whatever that horse was right today. And they took the horse down because, you know, the stewards stated correctly that she interfered with the horse. She clearly fouled the horse and uh, gave the other horse no no chance to to make it up, make up the difference. And I just don't know why this has suddenly become uh, the, the start of the race no, no longer counts. I don't know. All bets were off after Bayern, in my opinion, because that's like on the biggest stage ever, and they weren't going to do it. Why would they do it on a main special weight at Saratoga in 2023? Just more proof that we need to revamp. Yeah, it's across the board. That way, if that happens in California, you know the result. That happens in New York. You know the result. That happens in Florida. You know the result. And if you cause another horse to fall, <laughs> right? It, it should be the same everywhere. Or the jockey to fall. I just, I just can't understand. Like, 
why that's not a foul. I mean, it's <laughs> it's kind of it, it, it's decided for you, right? You don't have to make a, a, a judgment call. And if you think if you didn't think that the three caused the one, you know, the the incident that caused the one to lose the jockey, then you know, you sh- you you really need to get um, you need to either get a lobotomy and just finish it off or you need to get glasses. So, that so that's all I got to say about that. I think the, the, <clears throat> the Saratoga meet can be summed up in, uh, it, it kicked off with a first time starter winning the Skylar. <laughs> uh, and it ended with, uh, a Delaware shipper circling the field and winning the hopeful, both trained by a guy who hasn't won any other races this year other than those two races. That's insane. Plus the fact that uh, Nutella Fellow was purchased for $12,000. Looking like a pretty good purchase. Nice return. It is a nice return. Though I have to tell you that the, the Breeders' Cup win in your in program, which is something that we've kind of made fun of a long time, because, I mean, frankly, it does deserve to be made fun of. Um, because it's just a handout for owners. I mean, that's all it is. And I get it. The Breeders' Cup's for owners. Um, but the winners of the Flower Bowl and the Hopeful, um, they should they should get... Uh, they should get an opportunity to to just take the cash equivalent, like a let's make a deal type of thing. What's behind door number three? Because I'm pretty sure if those horses proceed to the Breeders' Cup, it's going to be a a win and you lose, right? A miracle, or yeah. you know, a win, a win, and, a win, and you're almost definitely not going to win. Award. I mean, the Flower Bowl is a joke. Four horses. And they don't give them the option to cash out, huh? No, I didn't know that. You don't get the option. You get you get a free you get a free ride. You don't have to pay for the the entry fees, which are you know pretty significant, and you get free travel. And I believe the owners get free travel as well. Oh, yeah. So that's nice, nice perk, but not necessary. But hey, no, completely unnecessary. The the thing the, the chief problem we had with the winning your in program was that there's literally no races that are winning your in races that if you won you wouldn't already be in anyways. Correct. You would be in. Though the Flower Bowl this year may stretch that. <laughs> 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 that, that may have been stretched in. Um, hey, you had a twenty five percent chance, man. That race, if you could have figured out before, um, if you could have figured out before the race who was going to be on the lead, which I could not, and I did not bet, um, you could have cashed easily because it, it was a situation where you have four horses, three of them, the domestic horses, had, had never shown any speed at all, ever, and you had a foreign horse, but that horse was running at like the Delaware Park of Europe, man. That that that, that was uh, <laughs> he or she was not running in top class races. So even though it, 
and she had led over there, but leading over there and leading over here are two different things. Oh, but, yeah. Um, Way different. Like, what was that horse? Uh, Stone Age had all, you know, his comments, the time form uh, comments were all, you know, to the front, to the lead, kept on, that kind of thing. And then gets over here and, and basically is a, is a closer. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I see people crying about the oh they're gonna run the Met Mallet Wilson shoe. Well what how else do you think they're gonna run it? Right. It's like, well, it's a mile and that's the mile that's how race. The miles and, here. Yeah. That's how they run. I mean, it it'll be okay. It it will be okay. Yeah, the race will start and it will finish and there'll be a winner. Right. And then the people will get paid. The betters will get paid, and then <laughs> the next race will be in 25 minutes. Yeah, the first quarter will be made up. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I, I, I don't envy Time Lord in that regard at all. It's like no, a guessing that, game. That, that, uh, that setup, it really uh, pushes the, the envelope on the Time Lord's visions, <laughs> vision capabilities. <laughs> Time Lord may actually need to to um, to get like a remote controlled um, drone to to kind keep of, his own time, you know, to 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 activate during those during those races, so they can time it like from you know, from above something because it's they're all terrible. Like the time there's no way. The times just don't seem to match. It up. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, well, you know, the New York the the New York State steward is uh, in charge of times here, as he's in charge of seemingly everything else. So you know, when things get screwed up, that's who to blame. And uh, your friendly New York State Racing and Gaming Board, uh, they even allow that, this to happen. Even that race where uh, Lascano you know, walk the dog. He hinted that those times were off too. Yeah. They, they flashed up a 52 half. I know it was slow. Don't get me wrong. It was slow, but 52 seemed a little absurd. You know, of all jockeys would have a better clock than that and try to speed that up. Of all the bullshit that racing in general, uh, tosses at us these days, the fact that they can't time races, is just the uh, peace to resist on. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> it's the chef's kiss, bro. Of all the other nonsense, like you can't even do that either. <laughs> it's really, really br- brutal. And that's across the board. It's not like oh like, yeah, right. It's that's like it's not just Naira. It's everybody. No. Oh, it's it's like everywhere. <laughs> uh. It's a, it's a great game. <laughs> and Kentucky Downs had a wild speed bias yesterday. Oh my god, that was insane! Like <laughs> you go to the rail, you go to the lead, you win. At least yeah. for the first part of the card. Then there was a couple races. In fact, it was the longer races where they kind of quit a little bit at the end. Yeah. Um, and then the last race was the old same old, and and Safi knew it, <laughs> and Zayas went right to the front. Never look back. 
I guess they don't believe in water down there in Kentucky Downs. Well, they, they didn't they move the rails out a little bit? I don't know. Who knows what they did? I think they moved them out. To you know, you know what they did. Cats. You know, you know what I do know that what they did down in Kentucky Downs. What they did? They raised the takeout <clears throat> because the hundred and fifty million dollars in slot revenue that they made wasn't enough. You know, this is one of the things I don't understand why we don't ask these questions. And I mean, I'm not a reporter uh, officially, so I don't kind of, you know, I don't interview these people. Um, but why wouldn't that be? Now, they want to tell us that the people that own the track are horse people. Ron Winchell, who owns uh, Winchell Thoroughbreds, which owns, uh, well, I don't think they own Donuts anymore. No, but. No more um, he owns, you know, Gunrunner and tons of horses. Um, I don't see why that they don't get taken to task for not investing money that they make from the slots into the racing side. I mean, the money that they're putting up for purses, they, that's not their money. That's money that that goes to them from the state. That's that's designated their, per, you know, a, a cut for the purses. They don't like take that out of their pocket. <laughs> and like they make a ton of money on the, the slots, three hundred sixty four days a year. They only race seven. They have no backside. For, for fifty weeks out of the year, that they don't have any horse there at all. Every other racetrack has got a backside. They have massive expenses, uh, not just insurance alone, water, electricity, uh, security, um, track maintenance, all these things they don't have. So my question is, <laughs> what are you doing with the extra cash? Like, like, <laughs> can't get two can't. Can't. Like you, you couldn't have taken a two days proceeds from your slot machines and and use that for your your extra expenses. I mean, I, it's just it's it's kind of the argument with Jeff Garrell. You're seventy nine. Like, write a check. You know, like <laughs> write a check. Yeah. If you die and you croak, a the government's going to take a shitload of your money, and b. I think that your your family will live on you know the other eight hundred million that you leave them. If you left them eight hundred and seventy eight million, is there really a difference? No, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it's aggravating from a horseman standpoint. Yeah, because a lot of us, for years, we we put you know a hundred percent sometimes of, of our net worth in, into racing because we're stupid, but. I mean, these people, they don't put 1% in and then they act as though like, you know, they're, 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 they're saints for, for, for putting in a little extra. Right. You, you, the, the way they defended it was, was poor too. I mean, it's almost like, you know, in layman's terms, you go, ah, well, the horse players will pay for it. And that's a bad look. I mean, especially when, you know, what drives a lot of this industry is the betting. And the horse players. And I get it. They're not the sharpest lot. If you want to pay for horsemen's lunches and all that stuff, that's fine. That's great. Right. They could do that. Pay, pay for it out of your own pocket. Right. It's a, it's a freaking write-off, man. 
It's an expense. It's a right. legitimate they should be clamoring expense. to do that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we had to pay six hundred thousand for heist. Oh, oh okay, whoa. that's cool. Well, pay up, dude. Yeah, she's sorry. Oh, run, but yeah, you, you run two million dollar glorified allowance raises. Oh, but it's different. Yeah, it's different. But I'm sure if you went to the HGPA and said, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, can you guys donate two hundred thousand to uh, the, our Heiser bill?" <laughs> yeah, right. It's just like. But they want the betters to do it, which, you know, because in the end, they don't need the betters. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the people boycott. It doesn't matter if we don't bet. And listen, full respect to people that do. I get it. And everything that you, you're saying about them is true. But it doesn't matter. They don't care if they if, if we didn't bet anything on the races. Right. What do they care? They're still getting that same money. The purse it, will still be there, at least for now. The and... thing is just something to do during slot season, man. Slot season is 12 months a year. They have another casino, and it's all because of racing. Because of racing. Not in spite of. No. Not, uh, the racing is, is secondary, We, which we all know. That's fine. You know what? I get it. We all get it. But shut up about it and put some money in the, from the slot side into the racing. You're really rich people. Stop being greedy. I mean, honestly, greed is, 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 you know, the famous saying, greed is good, but greed is not good in racing. <laughs> greed greed is, is, is destroyed racing in a lot of ways. The tracks are greedy. Churchill Downs' greed has driven up the, the price of simulcasting. The, the, the big owners are greedy. The trainers are greedy. The jockeys are greedy. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it just is. It's not a good formula. No. For longevity. It's a terrible formula. I mean, it's it's a joke that, that everybody thinks, oh, we're going to put synthetic tracks in. It's bullshit. It makes no difference. All right. I'm going to tell you right now. Zero. Please, days. please. Tell them this because you, I, I, I think it makes a difference. You're an idiot. You know what you're doing? You're just appeasing your own guilt, your own guilt for watching this damn sport. You know, we're all in it. And if you feel guilty about it, guess what? You got two choices. Deal with it or get out. Putting a synthetic track is not a moral argument. I don't care what that little troll said. It's not a arg- moral argument, period. <laughs> That's the, that. Those are the words of the enemies of racing. Just once, I would like someone in racing to come out with a statement about what we quote-unquote should do that doesn't benefit the person that's saying it. Just once. Just once. Because I would love to ask um, one of the trained, uh, Mark Cassie, who Mr. Synthetic... <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I love when people say, oh, well, he would know because you know, he's trained on both. Like, we haven't had um, Arlington Park and Turfway Park and Golden Gate, and, and we didn't have uh, synthetics at all these tracks before. Like, like all the trainers that train there, you know, they don't have any, and none of them are allowed to have an opinion, just Marquesi. But I would like to ask Marquesi, you want to do what's good for racing? Okay, you know what you should do? Guess what we're going to support? Stall limits. You want to mm-hmm. support those? 
because that's going to be way better for racing than some stupid synthetic track because the whole synthetic track argument is 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 a flawed argument that is proven to be wrong it's proven to be wrong the breakdown rate does not matter it does not matter you know why it doesn't matter and i'm talking the math of this I'm not saying that it's okay to have breakdowns. And I'm not saying, okay, that we shouldn't do everything in a possible you know, way to a degree that we can, that actually works, that actually does anything to make racing safe or as safe as possible. But if you have 100% safe racing and nobody bets on it and nobody, nobody wants to own horses anymore, right. and this is just continues to slide... Well, it doesn't make any difference. I mean, we 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 could solve having we, we could drop the fatality rate for driving automobiles to almost zero too. You know why? No one could do it. Just, just make the speed limit ten miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Right? Driving ten miles would be pretty hard to unless you 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 know you drive off a bridge. Right. I mean, yeah, we could do it, but of course. That's stupid, right? No one would actually ever go for that. There's a risk factor to everything. Synthetic tracks, nobody knows what the breakdown rate is. You can't, you. Ask, you can't ask people and they can't tell you what it is. The Thank rate has been, it's, it's gone down and down and down and down, yet nobody thinks it's gone down. I mean, you hear the, the stupid op-eds that people talk about and, and, and you, you read this stuff. Oh, well, the permissible medication. Listen, idiots. There's so less permissible permissible medication used in racing now versus 15 years ago. It, it's, it's like, I mean, it's not even close. It's a joke. <laughs> when I first started training in 1999, 1999, not 1950, 1999, in the state of Kentucky, there was like 27 medications we could give within 24 hours of a race legally literally like 27 medications now there's zero you can't give any of those things nothing zero they won't let you give they, they won't let you give ultra medication it's a false narrative you guys missed the boat by 20 years. That ain't it. Right. And, and you know, the thing that I really took issue with, and it wasn't really a big issue or anything, people are actually more mad at me for kind of counterpointing this with those jockey club stats that they give out on the surfaces. There's no indication of where, like, that the surface were the cause of all those breakdowns. And no, the surface happened. Right. Happened, they just happen on, on that surface. Exactly. Right. And 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 people are buying into it without going a little bit because further. people are stupid to follow. Well, they they want to hear that. It, it oh, sounds we're good. all stupid. We, believe me, we're all stupid for following. <laughs> yeah. This. I mean, seriously. In, a, in a way, yes. We Every are. week we talk about how we feel stupid for, for doing this. And and it's true. But <laughs> it, it's just it's just the fact. Everybody, like you said, everybody wants to, to make themselves feel better. There's right, no it's... context to anything. There's no context to anything. 
Right. It's it's crazy. And they, they everybody's people are latching on to it like crazy, like it's gospel. And I'm like, how can you really say that the surface caused those breakdowns when you know, like I, I see the same people saying these things that know that not every trainer is on the up and up and they do things that are shady and so on and so forth. So it's like they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. It's like, all right, well, you, you acknowledge there's a problem over here. But every breakdown that happens is surf, surface related. I, I just don't I can't make that connection. If you want to put a synthetic track in fine, but it's not going to work. That's well, what the, the, the things are probably stay the same. What I'm saying is it's not going to work. It's right. It's just not going to work. Oh, you don't see breakdowns on, on, on tracks like Turfway and Golden Gate and, and, and Prescott. You know why? Because you never watch the races there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that I, I saw a couple of bad ones at Turfway this this past winter, last winter. I mean, people get behind things in racing without actually knowing anything. With just just because it, it it sounds good, and that that's why the business is in the shape it's in. Because the people in the executive positions, they're just as dumb. They're just knee jerk. Synthetic racing is not going to save racing. It, it it's just not going to make a difference, other than it'll probably you'll probably lose more business. You'll lose more business on the investment side. And you, and you lose more business on, on the, the betting side. You just will. I mean, we're losing money now. Right. Delmar's, Delmar's down like 12 or 13%. You need fundamental changes to this business. Not synthetic tracks. That's, that's, just, that's just one tiny little area. And when horses break down in big races, there's no antidote to that. There's no right. fixing that. And it doesn't matter if it's on turf, if it's on, on dirt, if it's on synthetic. It doesn't matter. We saw uh, the Aiden O'Brien horse in what, the Irish Derby or something like that? Yep. Breakdown. We, we've seen it happens everywhere. We're not saying it's okay. We're, we're, we're not anti-synthetic track. It's just not going to work. And that, that's the point I'm trying to make. Everything we've tried, everything the people bitch about now. Oh, well, breeding for speed. <laughs> our, 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 what does that even him, mean? <laughs> my, my guy, uh, what did what, what he call himself today? Uh, the old DRF uh, guy, Paul. He gives me a, um, a, a racing form from August 25th, 1991. He saw me at, at the race the other day. There's a subtitle. It's about it's about Alan Jerkins, Giant Killer back in spotlights. There's a subtitle. Here's the quote. Now remember, this is 1991. Quote: Horses don't take the pressure like they used to. The breed just isn't as hardy. 1991 sounds <laughs> like something people have been saying. 2023. You think it's going to change? How do you change it? How do you change the breed? Like this is one of the questions that. I just don't understand how people think they're going to do it because like, how, how do you change the breed? Uh, like, Oh, well, like I think you said it last week. Oh, well, you know, they breed too much for speed. Like when did they not breed for speed? <laughs> that's absurd because that's the whole point. 
Isn't, like the, that, isn't the point like who has the fastest horse? Right. Who, yeah. We want to breed the fastest horse to the fastest horse to make faster horses. That's it. Yeah. Like, it's always did, been that way. My question to those people is who are they supposed to breed to? <laughs> right. Like, I, I'm just, I'm just, quanti- I, I, honestly, I just want to know. Like, I want someone to, to say to me, this is what we should do. This is who you should breed to. This is how you should breed. I, I just don't understand how it, it's just a it's a nebulous argument, right? There's no way of, of proving or disproving it, which is the worst type because it, it's just a circular, you know, it's a it's like a circular firing squad. <laughs> Doesn't matter which way you, you go, there, there's no way to really prove or disprove it. Um, well, you find a lot of that in, in what we're talking about because you know there there's a little bit of <clears throat> manipulation going on to make people lean a certain way in order to get certain things done you know a lot of people won't believe that but over time if you pay attention you can see you know i i didn't know that when when i first started this with you and you pointed some things out to me that i didn't know um and can clearly see now because of certain things that that happen um it's just it's it's just crazy how you know it's like everybody is is kind of getting themselves dizzy in a circle and nothing's getting done and we're still in the same place we were you know back in may back in january or the year before nothing's changed and clearly there there's some sort of element that wants change but it's like the people guiding the ship have no idea how to do it and that's where we're running into a whole lot of issues because they're sitting on their hands not doing anything and then all of a sudden hissa pops up and creates more problems <laughs> and man it's just it's we're just in a lot of disarray and i i don't know where you would begin to to kind of write the ship other than what you've already stated in fixing stall limits at least do that and that would maybe lead into other things being kind of aligned you know there's a ripple effect there people don't want to hear it but no the business the business of horse racing is far more important than everything else it just is the business matters way more than everything else because if you don't change the trends it, it's doom it doesn't matter what else you do if you, you could have a restaurant you could sell the greatest food in the world but if nobody showed up nobody came to eat it well it doesn't matter and that's the thing it's like everybody misses the point in the rush to to fix this or to do that nothing ever actually gets fixed because for every action there's a reaction right and just because you do this well it doesn't mean that this is going to happen and but in racing that's what happens all the time if you do not create better product for people to wager on what are you going to do when they start coming for the slot money because it's already happening it's already happening is everybody going to just race it's it's like all the trains that retire uh, and become uh, jock agents. I mean, at some point, we're going to run out of jocks, right? So, 
Is everybody just going to go to Kentucky and Arkansas? Well, I, w- I was actually had a conversation about that. And, you know, the, the synthetic track talk will also, you know, kind of contribute to attrition because the small tracks wouldn't would never want to put that in. You know, they're they're barely tracks as it is. And you add, you know, putting in a, a million multi-million dollar surface when oh, they really talking, don't need to. Why would for, they They're just pack for a up real shop and be, and be casinos? And that's for it. A regular, for a regular size track, you're talking eight, nine, ten million dollars. Right. There's there's no point. I mean, if, if I mean, could you see investing ten million dollars in in a, in a business project that that's not going to won't increase pan your, out? That's not it's serious. Not going to increase your revenues, right? I mean, you're just like, how do you make the money back? And we're not we're, we're not talking about people that are in the business that own a lot of these tracks. They're talking about casino companies. I mean, there's a good chance that some of them would go to a legislature and say, you know what, cut them off. Yeah, we, we we just hey look look what they're trying to do and you know I'm sure there there will be a sympathetic legislature or two that that'll do it. You know, next thing you know we'll be decoupled and be finito. It, it's just uh, a complete lack of understanding of the, what the hell's going on, and and the thing is, there's no excuses if you're in the business and and you're not like. Like totally have your head uh, buried in the sand. We have so much, uh, so, so many incidences of of why a lot of this stuff that people think will work won't work, and I, I just get to the point where I get frustrated and and don't even want to deal with it anymore. Don't even want to discuss it because people just they they just latch on to one thing and they ignore everything else and. You know, uh, literally people, had two people want to fight me, physically fight me because I questioned the jockey club's numbers. Yeah, right. so that tells you what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, because because all 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 data that we get given in horse racing is it's always great. 100% accurate. <laughs> like California's handle numbers, where they just outright lie. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing when they do that too. Yeah fact we we have time, races at a time that are just absolutely inaccurate no i'm sure all the data is 1000 percent com- complete and, and i don't even know what the hell it is it's no, there's no context no like okay we had breakdowns good on these services great what caused them i don't know these are just numbers doesn't matter it's a moral issue according to mark cassie <laughs> stupid i said you want you want to help you want to fix racing i don't want to hear about safety safety is 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 just one facet of fixing racing it's not the only one it sure ain't gonna (laughs) delmar's had a damn safe meet out there again on dirt and turf and their numbers are down the numbers are down. I mean, you tell me, man. 
They're not down 1%. It's not down a, a marginal amount because of, uh, you know, some scratches or bad weather on a, on, a, on weekends or something like that. It, they're down almost 13%. And everybody told me how great the racing was there, which I'm not saying it wasn't. But, I mean, these are the things that... Right. How, how can you quantify that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what what is it if it's not the safety then what is it that is making these numbers go down or, you know, yeah. where handle numbers go down 12, 13%. Yeah. That's and, a lot. And, and it's a lot. And, and guess what? Guess what? Guess what starts on, on, uh, on, on Sunday, the biggest competitor for the gambling dollar that exists. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Exactly. Dun, 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 dun. So the NFL starts. <laughs> Kentucky's uh, I think Kentucky goes online Thursday. Yeah. So you're not going to see any any action on Sundays. <laughs> I mean, there's only so much there's a finite number of dollars that can be used for gambling. Racing missed out on a lot of them over the years because we are not good at pretty much attention. <laughs> yeah. But I've been preaching for um, how long has it been? I'm saying I don't believe all the every time they have these racing conferences and they, they say sports wagering an opportunity for racing. And I keep saying that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> we're just we're going to be fodder for them and they're going to come and take our customers because we're not the new kids on the block. They're the new kids on the block. We're been, we've been around for 100 years ADWs have been around for for 20 almost 25 years now. They're they're looking to take our customers, not vice versa, man. In the end, it's it's not even going to be close. And the truth of the matter is that those those sports wagering, those sports betting companies, they want to be involved in racing because it gives them content. It gives them content in the daytimes when they don't have much going on. They want to get our customers too. I mean, honestly, I had some extra money in the account from from actually winning the other day. (laughs) And if I had single wallet where I had access to to use that money to bet on sports. Oh, college football, Saturday. I'd have bet some some games. A couple games, yeah. You know, I, I would have, I would, I would have bet, I would have taken some action. So that would have immediately taken money from racing and moved it away from racing because I probably would have lost as well. <laughs> so, well, that, that's what I mean, but it's that easy to do it. Of course it's, it's to, to think that the, the flow of, of revenues is going to come into racing from sports betting as opposed to leave racing to go to sports betting is just, um, it's pie in the sky. It really is pie in the sky because our product isn't very good to bet on. And and that's just, that's just the truth. That's just the truth, man. And that's not even talking about all the other issues involved. Late odds changes, short field, high takeout, I just, but it's uh, crazy how that one thing, though, that 
you know the stall limits could help a lot of that just on on the the fact like let's say they limit trainer stalls with super trainer stalls it'll basically well i i can't say basically but the intent would be having less stalls would mean more better horses are going to different people which would in turn make them less likely to you know inject horses or do things that they shouldn't in order to win you know there there's there's a lot of ripple effect going on with with some of these decisions and i don't think the anybody in a decision making capacity has thought about these things or at least beyond the initial that's the decision this would would happen this would change but there's layers to it that you know i'm sure they have an approach because it would be more an attractive decision to to limit stalls despite what the super trainers tell you <laughs> um and it's it's just things got to get done if, if they don't get done and this industry sits on its hands we're going to be in the same place and well actually worse place going into next year and then the year after and so on it is just a continual downward spiral that we can't afford. First of all, if people use the word restraint of trade, and I told a racing executive this a few years ago, I said, stop using that. You're showing that you don't understand it. Restraint of trade is, is a governmental term. Private companies can't, can't exhibit restraint of trade. Only governments can, can do that. It's not privy. Um, private racetracks can set up rules, but to, to, to the best effect would just to be do this through HISA because every horse that races or works has to be registered. You could literally set up a limit through HISA and say oh, uh, no registered train, no trainer is allowed to have more than a hundred registered horses under their care and that's it and what a huge improvement that would be of course and for the dozen people that it would affect too bad it's just the way it's gonna go you want you guys want to fix racing or do you want to fix it uh to your advantage like uh, you know not tell mike rapoli Someone says, oh, you can't tell Mike Poole who can send his horses to us. No, you're not telling him who he can send his horses to. You're telling the people who he would send the horses to to make a decision. They're the ones that have to make a decision. Like it's always was, like it was for the first hundred years of racing. We couldn't just take unlimited horses. <laughs> Billy Badgett, Phil Gleaves, David Donk, they all got started off. With Woody Stevens' horses that he turned down. That's how they get started. Woody, Woody put them in. He, they all worked for him. He, he put them in business. That's how it works. Nowadays, guys got to start out with nothing. Or two horses or, or, or you know, bad horses. And it's harder than ever harder than ever to, to do it. It just makes sense. It's better for the game. You want to do better for the game? Make the business better. Make racing a, a more 
viable betting product. <clears throat> Price is better. It's just, you know. Seems only natural. I don't know why we're the only ones talking about this. Most everyone else is just, just they, they, they're either compromised because they they want advertising. I mean, I, I see Haiwoo is, is uh, sponsoring a, a Pollock segment. <laughs> that's that's absurd. It, of course it's absurd. It's 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 a joke. Direct conflict to, to journalists. <laughs> Journalistic integrity almost. You imagine the IRS sp- sponsoring a, a Wall Street Journal uh, section? <laughs> yeah. That'll go over well. Like the, like the people who work for the, the HISA, okay? Like HISA people, I'm sure you're not listening because if you did, you'd, 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 you, know, you wouldn't be so, you wouldn't suck so bad. But What possesses you to 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 basically say that um, a huge player in, in the horse racing media market is not in your pocket because he's just literally you're in his pocket now, and he can say whatever he wants. But he's a cheerleader. He's always been a cheerleader, and that's all there is to it. He's taking money from a regulator. So you're telling me that that same operation that he's taking money from he's going to 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 be um neutral about discussing come on <laughs> joke right we may have been born at night but it wasn't last night <laughs> and, and and you know in his defense we, we all know he's neutral <laughs> regardless he's been cheerleading it from the start right so i mean i guess he probably just said hey you know what uh, you know, we need the money but I mean, seriously, it, it's, it's things like that, that that really make me pessimistic about this business because the, the optics are so bad, yet it's like, hey, I'm the only person that I, that, that I know that said anything. Yep. <laughs> That's how I noticed it. And... <laughs> It, it's almost like, and when you do say it, the people that are like, "What, really?" You know, like, are they allowed to do that? Well, apparently so. Apparently they are. Well, I would hope to see some sort of footnote about that <clears throat> on every article written. Oh, listen, man, I, I just don't understand. People don't understand that. And I've said that I, I don't understand like 50 times already, Ty. <laughs> but it's our duty to to blast the regulatory commissions. It's our duty to do that. Because there's not it's unacceptable for them to be so bad at it. Like supporting them, they it's it's been implemented by law. We don't have a choice. Right. Why would I support something that, that I have no choice about? That's like third world country shit, man. That's like dictator stuff. I'm not supporting that. I'm against them. I'm against them until they do better. If they do better, you know what we'll do? We'll praise them. Absolutely. But they don't do better. You're, you're suspending 86-year-old trainers for mess. It's clearly environmental contamination. Hector Palma didn't say after 50 years of training horses, shit, you know what I might try? Let me see if I <laughs> This mess stuff sounds yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about this mess shit that my grooms are all doing, you know. 
let's get in. Let's yeah. get in on that. And then we'll, we'll give it to a horse just because. Yeah. Wild stuff, man. Uh, what about that jockey that, that got a 32-day suspension for whip strikes? Yeah, did did he like bring a rake with him on on the horse or something? Uh, like, did he hit him with a? Did he have a sword or? I mean, I, like, what did he do? How many times did he hit the horse? Seven. Each violation, I think it was seven times. I think I'm not a hundred percent sure, but how many violations does he have? Three. That's ridiculous. So it's Thirty-two ridiculous. days. Like, listen, man. Jockeys get a lot of crap, but the fact is that. I don't know how they they're, they're, the people think they're supposed to operate. <laughs> I mean, the rules are like made up as they go along, and and now you're going to suspend guys like eight days for 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 one extra strike, and uh, maybe the guy can't count very well. I mean, you're you're riding, you know. I mean, of all the other things you have to deal with, counting how many times you you encourage yeah. a horse is is because, added to that list, right? Why is six the the golden standard? Because some jerk decided it was. I mean, right. why why six? Why eight? Why ten? Why like it just is? These are all arbitrary numbers. It's stupid. I talked to a young guy to this week who's who's quitting training. He's had enough. Pretty successful guy too. And just, you know, is that enough? There's a lot of obstacles in the way, especially for trainers, man. It's crazy. No. You know, uh, it, it's like equine going to the equine DMV every, every day when you, you have 58 different rules you have to consider and follow. And, and, and none of them even really, they're, they're all, a lot of them just don't make any sense. There's no common sense to any of this shit, man. Like, they're against ice. You can't ice your horses. Are you kidding me? What? I mean, it's just nuts. No ice? It's it's just nuts. Huh? In the end, they just don't hire good people. And, and, and I, I, hear, I hear you when you say that there just aren't that many out there. I, I believe it. I believe that for sure. But it's like saying that that Nick Saban has been a great football coach because, uh, you know, he knows how to draw better plays than everybody else. I mean, they all generally use the same plays. It's it's the players making the plays. And in in cases like this, it's the people making the decisions. It's it's the whole the process, the people aren't, aren't really very good. And if you have people that don't have good judgment and you have people that are willing to, you know, look the other way and not use common sense, this is what you get. You get Hector Palma conditionally suspended <laughs> for meth. So it's, it's just so stupid. It's just so stupid. You know, the more guys that walk away, the worse the product gets. Anyways, other than that, 
What do you think of the uh, Pacific Classic? It's a very interesting race. <laughs> I'm not really sure what I make of it now after the fact, you know. But uh, it was legit. Not sure, you know. I don't know. I, I, it it the the race seemed fast. I don't know. I, I really didn't see any f- numbers on it. Um, but the top two are the, really the the guys, you know, Arabian Night and Go Rocket Ride. Other than that, don't really want much to do with Skinner. No. Buscador is who he is. Triple E's never been good. Uh, Stiletto Boy, it's been around forever. Dances all the dances, but doesn't win very many. Defunded, I know how you feel about that one. <laughs> Order in law, like seriously. Paroli. Paroli. I'd rather have a cannoli than bet on Paroli. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think Skinner kind of got the worst of it because of the post position, but he, he wasn't prime to win that race anyway so it, it didn't matter it was the top two and that was it skinner skinner is it has been doomed since I, I i made a future book bet on him <laughs> and he has not gotten any faster either no he's actually gotten slower it yeah, seems he's got um he's he's the rampage of our time but it, it you know it was kind of the the typical california race you know you got a baffert in there and somebody else and baffert wins I, 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 I'll fess up. I, I was Team Bob on that one. Oh, uh, you, um, you saw my tickets. It certainly was too. Just looked like he was gonna be the lone speed. <laughs> right. It was. It was like it was. It jumped off the page. Like, yeah. who's gonna beat this guy? Right. Like, right. Who, who's going? Right. Who's gonna go with this horse? It doesn't make any sense to, for anyone else to do it. I, I honestly thought Mike Smith might might, might try to go at him. Stay, yeah. stay yeah, real closer, but. I mean, listen, Mike almost, you know. He almost pulled it off. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it was it was not. <laughs> uh, people were saying, oh, the Baffert re-break. That, that was not a re-break. It was a, <laughs> that was a stagger. Yeah, he almost that, got run down. That, that, was a, that was a better stagger home. I mean, they came in the last quarter in 26 and change. It was not, uh, you know, it was not a great race, but Arabia's I will say this. Had the pace advantage, and. I mean, he was sitting up there at like seven to two, and then, of course, got the late burial. But um, you know, six dollars on a loose lead trained by Baffert seemed like seemed like the right play to make, and I did so. Yeah, I, I mean, if there was any time to beat Go Rocket Ride, that was it. Yeah. I like him going forward out of that race though more than I would want Arabian Night. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought he ran really, really well. And I think that race will help him springboard into into bigger things. I I, I think he's going to be real tough come November. Well, the question with Arabian Night has been soundness. Sound, yeah. He's and isn't he Uncle Mo? You wonder if if he if Baffert can can get enough. Um, you know, the second race back obviously is going to provide more foundation, but is he going to be able to train him? As hard as he he, he would like to he wants to. Yeah. Baffert trains horses hard, and um, 
I think it, it ben- he benefits from the race being in California. Uh, but still, I, I, I agree with you on Go Rocket Ready. Go Rocket Ride. Go Rocket Launch. Whatever it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, to me, the, this is, I mean, this is also something we've talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks. And the older horses are just awful. No I, bueno. I, I think it's, I, I just laugh that people think that the Mike Rennie's horse, what's his name? Oh, Barrio. Yeah, that he's all of a sudden like, a it's a mile and a quarter. B, he beat a bunch of milers, man. He beat a bunch of horses that don't want to go a mile and an eighth with a perfect trip. Uh, I'm just not buying into that. I I don't like the the, the layoff and uh, and Dutro is is you know the magic is gone, man. He ain't, he ain't Dutro, no, he ain't the Dutro that we knew 20, 12 years ago. So, to me, not the Willy Boy. He is a he is a toss a toss. No tickets. He will get no tickets. I I hate to handicap races November and uh, September, but there will be no tickets on him. So, yeah, he's gonna have his hands full. I mean, who else is left? Older horses, right? I mean, who right now? What we got for a Pacific Classic, right? Or for the uh, Breeders' Cup Classic? Sorry, Barrio, right? Yeah. Um, you figure the same two we saw yesterday in the Pacific Classic, the top two, right? Um, who else we got? Travers Field, all of them, or most uh- of them. I mean, I guess. And that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Can't say a barrio. I mean, Archangelo. Yeah, that's what I mean. The, the, the Travers. Travers Mage, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming Mage will, you know, I knew he threw a clunker in. in the, I mean, maybe he'll come back in the, the PA Derby instead of just going right to the the, the um the classic Saudi crown. I mean, he's kind of another horse that because he's taken the, the road less traveled, he's going to go to Pennsylvania Derby. Um, but he's, you know, he he's ran, formidable. Yeah. He's, he's getting better. I mean, he's a lightly raced horse. Um, was it disarm ran really good? Yeah. Disarm's um, out though. He's, Oh yeah, that's right. He's done. Um, Angel vampire and disarm are, are both, uh, on the MIA until next year. <laughs> Um, uh, West Willpower is a horse. He's out. Our he's done. Unfortunately, is passed on. Gone. Uh, Charge It has been a, you know. He'll probably show up, I think. He's kind of been in and out. Yeah, he hasn't run consistently good. He, he's good when he's good, and when he's not, he's definitely not. You know, proxy maybe. You know, proxy will probably show up. I guess he'll probably run. Thinking they'd get a piece. I don't know how likely of a winner he would be in any no. situation, but not very. Right. So the field should be okay. I mean, it should be a big field. I mean, 
you got to think that the people going to take shots. The trainers right? going to take shots because there's no one to really be scared of. Right. There's, there's no there's flight there's, line this year. No. There's no flight line this year. Flight line. <laughs> no life pretty, is good either. Shit. No, exactly. Um, I'm pretty sure that that flight line could beat these horses with me riding them. If we can and, and the, me riding co, yeah, co-pilot, <laughs> both of us on his back. <laughs> you were in the uh, the sidecar. <laughs> It's it's some Japanese horse is probably going to show up and I hope so. You know who it. I'm hoping for, but I don't know if he's going to come. Yeah. Derma shows up. He's getting my money. Derma. Yeah, yeah. I guess you know uh, the other divisions are really starting to shake out too. I guess right. Yeah. I mean, what's more wide open than the Phillies and Mares? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously. Claire Air didn't show up. And that's proved uh, <laughs> less than, you know. She, she didn't, wasn't worthy of the, uh, the hype. Um, I don't know, man. It's it should make for good racing because theoretically, more people would take chances. I mean, the sprint at this point looks like Gunite and Elite Power. And that's yeah. And the West Coasters aren't that good. No. They're not. They're slow. Um, the turf races, of course. I don't know. Have we have been watching European form? Because I'm guessing they're going to come over and <laughs> and crush, or the Japanese again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The West Coast might might be more Japanese horses. So I guess we got time. But the two year old races are, are are pretty salty. Yeah, they're very good. I gotta watch that race. The hopeful over today. It seemed like there's gonna be a lot of horses that. Just a lot of trips there, man. Yeah. <laughs> they got wild at the head of the stretch, <laughs> and then uh, you know, Junior was like all over the place, trying to find a room. And then he finally found it on the rail. Then came off the rail and just circled everybody. It was, it was crazy. A lot of trips in that race, man. Yeah, and which kind of the opposite of the spin away. <laughs> which really turned out to be a two-horse race. Yep. Two good horses going to probably take separate routes to the Breeders' Cup. I'm guessing that um, the John Ortiz's filly will go back to Kentucky and that Chad Brown's filly will race and probably, what, the Frazette? You know, I was having this conversation with uh, Gino a little while back about young horses like ways and means that that run an outlandish figure. It, it's always coming down. I mean, the the next out, it's it's never a pair up. No. You know, 
um, it, it usually is a, a slight regression and sometimes even worse. <laughs> and they, they usually never pair up and, and those horses get crushed at the windows and fail a lot. You know, that's a good point in that I remember as a horse, what was his name? Um, Bellamy Road. Remember Bellamy Road? Oh, yeah. He ran like 100. And, and he ran like a freakish race in the wood. Yes. And I said, well, you got to take him. You know, there's just two ways of looking at this. Either he's going to definitely regress or he is one of the best horses we've ever seen. You ever saw. Yeah. So I don't believe that I, a horse is one of the best horses I've ever seen until they do it a couple of times. Shit, man. Flightline didn't get our... He, he didn't get the check off from us until after the... the like, second to last race he yeah, ran, which right. was not many, mind the Pacific you. Classic. That's when, <laughs> yeah. That's when he got the double check mark. Yep. But that's it, true. It, it's, it's, you know, when they run those huge races, I mean, um, to his credit, the filly that... Um, the outwork filly that, that won the, the spin away. I cannot remember her name. Brightwork. Brightwork. Um, uh, Thoroughgraph had her running a two. Two? Yeah, going into the race, which is oh. a spectacularly fast number for her. I, I, yeah. think, I think the filly uh, wagon wheel that won <laughs> the juvenile fillies last year, I think she won it with a six. Pretty sure it was a six. A six or a seven. So this filly's already run way faster than that. She had run a five at Ellis and ran a two. Um, and ways and means on Thoroughgraph had run a five going into yesterday's race too, which for a first time starter, pretty good, yeah. It was spectacularly good, like like really good, like better than what the three year old fillies are running now. So that's kind of how you you know you, you judge to me. It, it seems like, yeah, the ceiling is way higher for them, for them. But the problem with those horses is is that if they improve as three year olds, they're going to be running historically fast races, and you just say to yourself, is how many possible? how many horses actually do that? They can regress or excuse me, improve off of super high numbers to become historically great horses. Sometimes it happens. Most most of the time, it doesn't. Doesn't right. You can you can kind of bet on the other end of it, and you know when it happens again, say, "Oh, I got beat by a great horse at a short price." <laughs> you know what I mean? And and this is the stuff that I wish would get more talk on by the pundits. Right. You know, we don't hear this kind of talk about speed figures, things of that sort. Sometimes they get touched on, but not a conversation. You know what I mean? Or they get touched on incorrectly. Most of the time, yes. Where they, you know, they hype up the the big figure horse, and or they'll just yeah, just they just want to bet on the fastest horse, the horse who ran the fastest right. number last time. And it's not it's not about simple. what they ran last time; it's what they're going to run this time. <laughs> That's the whole key. That's the whole key is is what will they run this time? And yeah, I think a a lot of people got their feelings hurt yesterday. I did not. I did not either. My feelings were not hurt at all. 
kind of stayed away from that my, race. My, to be <laughs> no, I, it wasn't to me. It was a tough race to bet on. I, I just, I just couldn't really come up with much of an angle on it. But well, yeah, I mean, once you, say you didn't like ways and means, but did you really think Bright Work was going to pull that performance? I mean, I mean, I, that's why I, said I had too many questions. Ways and, and means I, was a ridiculous price. Yeah, the other Phillies just as fast or faster. Right. So, so taking three to five, you're taking three to five because the horse ran a fast number, but she, she because she won by 14 lengths. But the other horses in the race might not be any good, which is why she won by 14 lengths. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. We don't know. Most of the time when that happens, they aren't. They just turn out to be, you know, horses. But, I mean, those are both really good horses. I mean, Ways and Means did get in some trouble yesterday. Maybe she mm-hmm. was... Maybe she was the best, but uh, I just uh, just didn't cross the wire first. No, that's that that's part of the deal too. Yep. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't even tell you the myriad of bad beats I had this weekend. Seconditis, a lot of seconds, but I, I cashed some good ones too. So you know, it's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, man, that was. Uh, <laughs> I'm still trying to recover from the the Joel Rosario magical mystery ride, and I think it was the third on Saturday. Wow, that was a tough one, man. Man, he lost. It's all over the place. Johnny V put, put up a, a weird one too. Just a weird ride. Uh, what was that horse? It was. It was one. He was on the rail. It was. I think it was a turf race, right? Oh, the last race yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. That horse got vanned off. Did, huh? Yeah. Uh, I saw the horse get off the van. Actually, I was there. And uh, looked fine. I mean, didn't look lame. I, I don't know. It was, it was a very strange... It was a very strange race. The, the finale yesterday. Yeah, it was really weird. That was, that was an odd race, man. Yeah, awesome native on uh, on the in the fourth race at Saratoga on, on Saturday. I just was kind of perplexed at what what he was doing there, <laughs> and he stayed inside, and then he angled out. He angled like five wide. And then wind up going back inside and then just running into like this, this, you know, group of, uh, he just ran right back. Uh, right in, back to the pack. Right, right back in behind horses. I'm like, yeah. You could have just stayed on the rail if you're going to do that. Like, why, why angle five wide if you're not just going to keep going wide to get around them? I mean, if you're not going to go around them, why, why, why angle wide? Why try to split horses four wide when you can try to split them one wide? You know, yeah, non-committal. That's all that was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he got beat a, a nose, a nose, a head, a head. He should have been undressed. How about that one uh, that that ran off at, in uh, at Delmar? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> favorite. Yeah, both those horses went heads up too. I was like, what the hell? Not that much. That's always a fun feeling. Uh, any any 
Any comments on the Jockey Club Gold Cup? Yeah. Still don't understand how Bright Future won. I mean, I understand how he won, but I guess that feel was, wasn't strong at all <clears throat> that a horse like that could win. No. Listen, you, you look at that group and you say to yourself, "What? Who are the great? Who, who's the, who are the grade one horses in that in that you know field? Duke of Love, speaking of Dukes, the thin white Duke. Yeah, for, for our guy, for Steve our guy, Chris. Steve Chris, Dave Donk, having a little bit of a late uh, surge, a late rally." Yeah, and that was the Harvey Pack stakes too. That was great. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Barry, Barry texted me right before the race, saying, <laughs> "No, no, no big invasions." So, yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. No big invasions. No. Yeah, we were we were off that train last year. He's he's he's, he's on the permanent banned uh, substance list. Yeah, until he wins again. Yeah, he's like not, or he's beats on, a, beats good horses again. I should. He's say. on he's on the permanent fade list right now. <laughs> As of right now, yes. <sighs> and I saw my guy gonna make a run, dancing buck. Dancing buck, yeah. Good comeback race yesterday. Yeah. Set him up for for Breeze Cup run, so we can beat Caravelle on the square. So we got another week at Del Mar. We got, uh, well, we have, we have Kentucky Pens- Downs. Pens- Derby those. coming up. We have, we, have, we have Kentucky Downs for those who are going to partake. Um, When's it, when, what date is the Penn Derby? Isn't it like the 20th or something? That's like 24th. 24th? Something. Yeah. But uh, that's about it, man. Shout out to our guy, Jay, uh, Jason Blewett. J.B.? If, uh, if you're working out, man, keep pushing. We're not going, we're not going the full two hours tonight, so uh have to cut back that work a little short. Yeah. Lift those weights. Run on that treadmill. Our guy Tom, the man of the Lord, <laughs> not the Time Lord. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed for your wife's surgery. I know you'll be listening on your way home. Yes, sir. Our guy Paul. Oh yeah. Daily racing form Paul. He'll be driving back to Michigan. Just a shout out central today. So our guy said his. Uh... His wife was going for surgery too. Um, what was his name Barchi Man? Yeah. On yeah. on Twitter. Yep. Or X, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know what to call it anymore. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> X wants to fight everybody. 
Uh, <laughs> you can get on there. Everybody wants to fight. So frustrating, man. And we're just all stupid for, for like, being in the sport. Seriously. I've had that conversation with myself numerous times. But I'm here. So I guess I'm just as stupid as everybody else. I love it. <laughs> Unfortunately. No. No, I hear you, man. I'm invested. Too much time and effort. Brain power. The whole nine. Nope. Nope. I hear you, man. We're stuck. Yep. Oh, our guy, Steve Bick, man. Jeez. I was close today. Ooh, yeah. DT Steve. That was was brutal. I thought he had him. I thought so, too. I thought he had him, but... Just short. You got beat by Bond. (laughs) Confederate today. uh, Smoking. gave, Gabe Pruitt Downs. Gabe almost almost one. blew a gasket, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he went 146 and one. Yeah, can you imagine? 146 and one. It's, it's like he, he was surprised it was that fast. I I, I mean I, I thought I thought it was fast, but what, what did I say? You uh, said 147 and four, and I said yeah. 147 and one, and then it was 146 and one. I said I thought the horse would go one forty seven and four, and he and he almost went two seconds faster. Unreal! <laughs> I I almost missed by two seconds. I went one forty seven and four, uh, which is an all, of course, a, a record fast time for a three year old. Uh, a world record time? That's a world record. Well, it's the fat for three year old. It's the fastest ever. Yeah, or tied for fastest ever. 145 and 4 is now the record. Yeah. I think the track record at the Red Mile is 146 flat. By uh, Who owns that one? Um, what's his name? Uh, Always Be Mickey. Mm. It's a monster. He's a monster. Just an absolute beast. Yeah, it's, it's awful fast. Awful fast. But, you know, the meat in Saratoga, it was it was tough, man. It, it just was. It never and taking, discounting obviously the the issues with the horses breaking down because again, there's just there's just not much you can say about it. Mm. Um, that that just puts a big damper in everything. But even outside of that, it never felt like it got momentum because every time we had a nice day, there was like two shitty days. And then the turf was off, and then we didn't know. And then it was constant, um, you know, guessing game. What's the weather going to be like? What's the entries going to be like? And you see races with seven MTOs, and it was it was just confusing because races you thought would come off didn't come off. Races you thought would stay on came off, and it was just a, a, a brutal, brutally tough meet. Yeah, I think you nailed it by saying that they never never got any momentum. I mean, you know, obviously the first day is great. And even that wasn't that that great this year. Um, <clears throat> but they never got any traction after, you know, the national TV stuff. And 
it just never regained any kind of momentum to, to finish strong. I, although it didn't finish up bad, it just it's just not the same. It just wasn't the same after the winter no. kind of decimated a lot of the cards. Usually, you know, you figure you got Wednesday to Sunday. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday were really not much going on. No, every, right. every week. And it was weather related mostly. Yep. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's uh, it was tough. I mean, Louis Saez got hurt. Um, you know, he's been out. He'll be out for a couple more weeks. Just uh, just been a rough a rough go. Just a rough go. No, we still got Colonial, right? They got their big weekend uh, next week. Virginia Derby? Derby. Yeah, Virginia Derby. That ought to be fun. Not sure who's running it, but... Yeah, who, is that a grade, grade two? I believe it's a grade two. Who would show up there? <laughs> Especially, you know, with, with Kentucky Downs. In full, I know it's 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 true. You have, I mean, Kentucky Downs has <laughs> obviously affected negatively some of the um, uh, some of the the, the the turf stakes at Saratoga, uh, the Bernard Baruch, the the Flower Bowl, um, <laughs> the other um, Saranac. I mean, those, they're having a hard time getting, you know, representative fields. Right, we've seen stronger going, fields in both going, of those right, races. We're going, we're, going, <laughs> we're, we're going with four, you know. We're going, that's not going, letting races go with four, not scratch down the four, letting them go with four. That's tough. That That is just, that's just not a great product. And it, it's, again, it's something that we've, bitched about for a long time that nobody ever seems to pay attention to but the fact of the matter is that the stake schedule in this country is just a, a, a disaster it makes no sense it doesn't have any rhyme or reason every track does their own thing and at the very least if we could get the grade one races uh, situated where they made sense and they didn't work against each other um, you know, just starting with those, it would be beneficial for everyone, including the tracks. But it's like, that's it, like we said earlier, everybody thinks, oh, we're going to put synthetic tracks in and everything's going to be fine. Everything's not going to be fine. Everything's still going to be a d- giant disaster. And <laughs> with synthetic surfaces, <laughs> it's just going to be a giant disaster on, on synthetic right. tracks. That's all it's going to be. If you don't fix the business of the game, then it just, I just have no real optimism. I mean, what, why would it change? Why would our game change? It's not very good. Most of the time, the product just isn't very good. If you cannot get the product to be better, then it doesn't, all the other stuff doesn't matter. We're doomed. That's the thing. If you can't get the on-track product 
improved. That should be the goal. Everything will, everything in the wake of, of improved on-track product will get better. Just the next phase is, is that you, you, you start to, to change the trends. I mean, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expect it to change, expect a different result. But I think the racing definition of insanity is is putting synthetic tracks in and thinking that everything else is going to be fixed. It's it's not. It doesn't get, it doesn't give the middle class trainers any more horses to train. It doesn't give the middle class owners any more incentive to continue to invest in horses and horse racing. It's, if anything, it's the opposite. And, I mean, that's the, that the, the, there's always residual things, you know, the residual effects of HISA are added increased expenses for owners. Just, you know, people don't want, they, they want to like look down their nose at the economic parts. It's all, oh, well, you're doing things for economics. Well, well everybody does everything. <laughs> right. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> but you're like, you shouldn't breed for speed. Well, what should you breed for? Slow? Oh, well, you know, money's, uh, they're doing this for money. Well, what else would they do it for? I mean, it's just, the economics matter. In the end, the economics are everything. Yeah. Everything. If you don't have that, you have nothing. You have no sport. You have no industry. You have no nothing. So, that's really all I got to say today, because yeah, I'm tired, I'm tired and... Long day, long meet. I get it. And we've been on for an hour and a half anyway, so. Good. I got a long day tomorrow, too. Exactly. Rest up, my brother. Long road ahead. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I just, uh, it was fun. I, I will say that one of the great things about Saratoga is that it is a place that, that racing fans migrate to. Social. As trips, I've met so many people, um, old friends, new friends, and it's it's the, the best part of racing, it really is, is the, the social interaction um, that we have, that we... I was. We were with uh, our guy Matthew Cusantis today. Me and uh, Fernando Abreu. My guy. And we were tell, telling him, you know, jerking stories about some of the stuff, and I mean, he was just loving, loving it. it. I know he was loving it. And uh, <laughs> it's it's just those are the the those are the things that that really like stick out and and make the sport different than than everything else, you know, and. And for a great deal of the the year, we we lose that. I mean, we don't go to the track oh much that much. You know, we just don't like as as a as a a racing followers. Like most of us don't spend that much time at the track anymore. Not like we used to. Not like because we had to, or even even going to OTBs or even going to simulcast facilities. Uh, you just you you don't have to. You can stay home and do it and. 
it's a different experience being home. And it just is. And, and is. you know what? The, the truth is that I, I probably wager better. From oh, absolutely. I do my best work distraction stuff, but but the, that's one of the great things about racing is is to be able to see horses in person and to to see people and meet people and talk to people and and uh, everybody. In the end, for the most part, we all have the same goals for racing. We wanna we want it to be great. We want it to have fun. We wanna if we wager, we want to make money. If we own horses or we train horses, we want to win races. Um, and I mean, that, that's really like, that's the great part. And it was just kind of, it just kind of sucks that, that Saratoga got so had such a pall pass, you know, cast on it and that, that black cloud. But, but like I said, man, all the people, if if you listen to I appreciate you listening. We Barry and I really do appreciate the fact that you spend your time listening to our ranting. <laughs> um, sure do. So many people have come up to me and and introduced themselves or just said, "Hey, you know, I love what you write. I love your show. You know, where's Barry? That was the other one." <laughs> yeah, I get that too at Tampa when I'm out there. Yeah. People are like, where's, "Where's Chuck? Is he coming?" Yeah. So. Then uh, that that's really like, you know, from from our hearts, we uh, we do appreciate absolutely. That. You know, so it's, we do this because we love it and we love the game. That's why we do it. So, you know, we we've resisted sponsorship and <laughs> in advertising. <laughs> we certainly have. We are not shills. So not for anybody but ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we shill for ourselves only. Um, but no, really, it, it's if you ever see us at the track, always come up, talk, introduce yourself. Never feel like you're um, you're not uh, you're not bothering us. Not at all. No, it's really cool, and uh, and that's it. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's it till next week. You know, now we're just going to point towards the uh, Breeders' Cup See, and, un- and let it fly, man. And un- unlike other podcasts, we do it every week, man. Yes, sir. We don't miss. We do not miss. No days no. off. We do not Except miss for weeks. that one time. <laughs> Except for that one time when Amber crashed Scar. Yeah. Um, but no, we we, we got to fill him. We brought it. We had to go That's to the right. bullpen. That's we right. We went to the lefty. Had to go to the bullpen, but nope. I mean, we even well, we even had a show where uh, there's a fight outside of my house, sort right. of. Or at least my wife was yelling at somebody. Your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if, if your wife yelled at me, I would run too. The Sarge is tough, man. Yeah. Um. All right, that's cool, and we'll. Uh, We'll be we'll be around somewhere. Yeah. But we'll definitely be here next week. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks. Talk to you guys later.